You listen to this podcast every day because it's your KC local reliable news source. You take us seriously. But you know, we like to get down and we want you to party with us. Join us at our annual benefit, Radioactive, on June 14th. NPR's All Things Considered host, Ari Shapiro, is the featured guest at this party, and it's gonna be bumping. You gotta be there. Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org slash radioactive. Up to date wants to know what you're talking about with family and friends. You can text UTD to 816-601-4777 to tell us. Again, 816-601-4777. This is Up to Date on KCUR 89.3. I'm Steve Kraske. The Kansas City Chiefs are once again in the NFL playoffs. They'll take on the Miami Dolphins in the wild card round tomorrow evening at 7 over at Arrowhead. But this isn't just any old playoff game. This has a chance to be the coldest game in the history of the stadium. In just a bit, we'll meet some of the crazy fans who are going to brave the cold and cheer their team on at Arrowhead. But first, how might the Chiefs fare this weekend? And what kind of opponent do they have in the Miami Dolphins? We have a panel of, of, of Chiefs experts joining us on to talk about it. They are Patrick Allen. He's co-host of the Arrowhead Addict podcast. Patrick, good morning. Good morning. Al Wallace is back with us. He's a sports broadcasting legend here in Kansas City, formerly out at Fox 4. Al, good morning to you. Good morning. How is everyone doing? Well, trying to stay warm, Al, just like you. And Greg Eklund, the KCR sports contributor, he's here in the studio with me as well. Greg, good morning as well. Warm and cozy. There you go. So first of all, which of you are going to be out at Arrowhead Stadium on Saturday? Patrick, are you going to be ready for the cold? I am not. I'm actually based out of Chicago, so uh, I'm not making the trip up for this one. We've got our own problems with the weather (laughs) and snow out here. Al, you going out there? Not at all (laughs) not a chance (laughs) not a chance me neither greg are you heading out there absolutely well we have somebody on our professional sports panel who's gonna watch an (laughs) nfl playoff game in person why are you gonna be there because it's history Mm -hmm. regardless of the conditions out there i mean these are the playoffs gotta be there yeah can you recall a game with conditions like this at arrowhead greg i mean how often do we see something like this in kansas city that's easy and al will remember this the indianapolis colts game january 1995 the chiefs lost that one 10-7 and lynn elliott became one of kansas city's biggest villains after that Mm mm-hmm how cold was it? Uh, I don't remember. I'm sure the game book will say what the what the temperatures were at kickoff. But uh, I, I would have to believe that at kickoff, it had to already be sub-zero. Al, you remember that game? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Steve, uh, Greg, that game, I want to say, um, Steve, it was four degrees. It was four degrees was the high. And a couple of things that stick out in that game, my memory, of course, <clears throat> The fact that Lynn Elliott missed Steve, correct. I mean, uh, Greg, correct me if I'm wrong. He missed a couple of field goals. He absolutely missed a field goal very late in the game. Either his time ran out or just basically killed the clock in the fourth quarter, but he missed a chip shot field goal. And Mm. I'm sure the weather had something to do with it, but he wasn't the greatest uh, field goal kicker or place kicker. The chiefs had that year, but um, the game ended when it was dark. So I think it was like a three o'clock kickoff. There was no such thing at those times, you know, back in uh, 
at that time, there wasn't a prime time game. So it ended about six o'clock or six 30, something like that. It was the last game of the day, but I had to be out there that morning, Sunday morning to do a live shot for a newscast. And it was so cold. And I was such an idiot to go out there in sneakers. I just remember my feet being so cold frostbite. And not only did, uh, Lynn Elliott miss a kick, Chiefs lose the game, but they lost to a Colts team led by Jim Harbaugh, who just won a national championship for Michigan. That's right. I remember Neil Smith heading up the tunnel to the Chiefs locker room after the game. He slammed his helmet into concrete. He cracked his helmet wide open. And Joe Phillips was a defensive tackle. After the game, went into the locker room, so disappointed he never took off his uniform, drove home in his pickup truck with his uniform on, shoulder pads, the whole deal. Wow. And Went home, took his uniform off at home. That's how frustrating that game was. First, the loss. Second, the cold. It was so cold. Boy, those are good memories, Al. Really good memories. Hey, just to clarify one point, there's been uh, some confusion in town about whether folks have to download Peacock in order to watch this game. KSHB is saying this morning you can watch the game on Channel 41 if you're here in town. I think if you're outside the the viewership, that's when you have to download Peacock, Greg. That's correct. Outside the market area, it's Peacock. But uh, Kansas City fans who are in the metro area, won't have to worry about uh, streaming on Peacock. They'll get it on KSH. Okay, well, that's good to have that clarified here. So, uh, Patrick, what kind of role do you think the weather is going to play in this game? I mean, it's a factor of that for sure. The Dolphins hardly ever have to experience. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, they talked about this week that there the there was nothing that they could do to really even prepare for this kind of cold. The the air conditioning in our indoor facility only went down to 50 degrees. So it was, uh, <laughs> I believe Mike McDaniel said it was insulting to the weather to even try that. Um, so, yeah, look, I mean, I think once both teams get out there and they're warmed up, they both have to play in it. I don't think it plays that big of a role. But if anybody has an edge in this game, I do think it's the Chiefs. Um, the Dolphins are a little bit more of a, a finesse offense than what the Chiefs have. The Chiefs have a little bit more of a power running game with Isaiah Pacheco, and he runs hard. And I think for a really banged up Miami defense, going into Arrowhead, having to deal with the cold already, that's kind of annoying. But then you've got to hit a guy like Isaiah Pacheco, or more maybe more importantly, have Isaiah Pacheco hit you mm-hmm. uh, in that cold and then hitting the ground. I think that gives a little bit of an edge to the Chiefs if they are able to lean on the running game a little bit. And then, of course, you have to think about the kicking game as well. How's this weather going to affect the kickers? Harrison Bucker obviously has a lot of experience kicking in the cold, so I'd give an edge to the Chiefs there as well. You know, I've read, Al Wallace, that uh, the field temperature is actually fairly warm. The Chiefs have this elaborate system of underground uh, water pipes that keep the field pretty comfortable. Is that right? You are correct. In fact, uh, from what I understand, the warmest people in the stadium will be the players. No kidding. The players not only have a heated bench, they have uh, heat blowers on the bench. They have a underground semi heating system, a carpet, if you will, where they stand near the bench between the two 35 yard lines. The warmest people in the stadium will be the players. And of course you're on the field, you work a sweat. Now it's not perfect conditions, but the warmest people in the stadium will be the players. That's interesting, isn't it, Greg? Well, it is. In, yeah, it is interesting, about it that but way. here's something to keep in mind. The players may be warmed, but regardless of how the ball is inflated, 
the football will have a different feel to it. Mm, and yeah. as Patrick had mentioned, that's a little bit going to it's going to be a little bit different for Harrison Butker and for the Dolphins, who have a very good place kicker, Jake, Jason Sanders. But Jason Sanders has not kicked under these kind of conditions. Yeah. You know, this game uh, on Saturday reminds me of something from my childhood. And I just watched a little documentary on the NFL Network about the Ice Bowl game, the infamous Ice Bowl game, the Packers against the Cowboys back in 1967 in Green Bay, Wisconsin. I think the wind chill was it was like 13 below zero or something like this. And the wind chill way beyond that. You know, Al Wallace, for for people our age, that game is something that sticks in your mind. And this game Saturday night is going to resemble that in some ways. Um, it will. This will be a night game. That, of course, was a day game in Green Bay. Right. In fact, the two teams after that Ice Bowl game, they didn't meet for like three decades. They never played. Hmm. But um, growing up in Texas, um, I recall the game-winning touchdown scored uh, uh, quarterback sneak, Bart Starr. I remember a picture of Bob Lilly, the Cowboys' defensive tackle, uh, trying to stop the movement of the Green Bay offensive line. Didn't happen. Packers win that game. The Ice Bowl is the standard for the coldest game in NFL history. And now, this... other games have been just as cold, maybe, but that is the visual and historical standard. And this game bumping right up against that, Greg. Well, that no doubt. Yeah. What most people will remember about that game is the most famous block by Jerry Kramer right. that opened up the game-winning touchdown. Again, it points to the importance of a ground game in a game like this. You know, they had a camera above Jerry Kramer on that final play, and they showed him he did get the slightest bit of a jump off the uh, before the center snap in that game to put that famous block on Jethro Pugh. Big Jethro and took him out, and Bart Starr came in right behind him and won, won the game. It was just an amazing thing. Well, let's talk about the running game just a little bit more here, Patrick Allen, because the Dolphins have an especially speedy back that the Chiefs didn't see earlier this year when they played each other over in Germany, I think. Yeah, that's Devon A-Chain. Um, he's been an absolutely electric player this season for the Dolphins. He's only played in 11 games, dealt with some injuries, uh, but he's been wildly effective when he's been on the field. He had 800 yards on 103 carries. That's a 7.8 average. Um, he, if, if he gets to that second level, you're in trouble. And he had a couple of really outrageous games, particularly early in the season. I think he went for over 200 yards against that in that game against Denver, uh, where the Dolphins hung like 70 on them. So He's somebody that the Chiefs are really going to have to worry about. And run defense has been a little bit of a, an Achilles heel for this really stout Chiefs defense this season. So they're really going to have to keep their eyes on him. The Dolphins are going to use a lot of motions, try to confuse the Chiefs defenders with Tyree Kill and Achan. And the, the Chiefs linebackers and DBs better be on their toes because if they get flat-footed and one of those guys gets to the edge on them, it could be a home run play. So they're going to have to be really disciplined in what they do because the Dolphins certainly have the weapons to turn things around really quickly. Patrick, this guy is really fast, right? Isn't there some argument on the Dolphins team as to which player is faster, this running back or Tyreek Hill? Oh, yeah. I, Tyreek Hill wants to he wants to race everybody in the NFL, <laughs> I think. Um, we remember that from his time in, in Kansas City. Um, I would say that the, the, the one advantage that the Chiefs have here is that A-Chan is, he's 5'9", 188 pounds. So he's not a very big back. So it really just depends on 
what the Dolphins' appetite is for how many carries do they want to give this guy? Um, do they want him to, you know, they want him for the whole playoffs? It's winner go home. So he, it could be a game where he sees a lot more carries than he normally would, but the Chiefs just need to get their hands on him before he gets going to that second level. And if they don't, it could be in for a long day. Al, I just mentioned Tyreek Hill's name. How concerned are you about him going into Saturday night? Well, you're crazy not to be concerned about yeah, Tyreek sure. Hill and his speed. Uh, in this case, uh, he has incentive in his back pocket. Um, you know, I hear this question of wanting to make the Chiefs regret the fact that they traded him. Well, they traded Tyreek Hill because he wanted to become the highest paid player in the league, wide receiver that is, highest paid wide receiver in the league. So uh, his demands did not meet their uh, incentives. They said, we're not, that's not going to happen here. So they traded him. Uh, he could have stayed for a reasonable, if, if you ask me, amount of money, reasonable millions of dollars, but he instigated the trade. They just basically didn't want to put up with it. And he's there and coming to town and he's a major concern. He had, what, uh, something close to an historic season this year, Al, and we're talking he's a Hall of Fame player almost for sure if he plays a few more years. Doesn't that go without saying? Um, I would say yes, uh, but one thing Tyreek Hill does not have is um, a championship with the Dolphins. Hmm. He's got that with the Chiefs uh, back in the Super Bowl four years ago. So um, he's on his way to Canton. Uh, I think the Chiefs and Tyreek are more concerned with the game tomorrow, where it will be cold. Uh, he doesn't have the most sure hands in the league. Uh, he has better hands than many of the Chiefs wide receivers. He can mm -hmm. catch the ball more consistently. Uh, but I think the weather will be a factor in the passing game. That goes without saying. You know, Greg Eklund, Andy Reid is known for using all every play in the playbook come uh, playoff time. Do you think we're going to see a lot from the Chiefs that we haven't seen so far this year on Saturday night? To use your phrase a lot, no, I don't think so. I think we'll see a lot of the same things. However, I think there is something in his back pocket based on what they have studied from Miami that uh, may allow them to pull out something that we have not seen before. But I think basically you're going to see a lot of the same plays that we've seen all year. You know, I don't mean to speed ahead too much, but at one point, whatever point this season comes to an end for the Chiefs, Greg, you have to assume that they're going to be thinking in the offseason about adding wide receiver firepower going forward, given the trajectory of the 23-24 season. How do you see that playing well, out? I, I study Andy Reid history. And when you look at the history of his time during the Eagles and the Chiefs, you have to go back to the early 2000s when they went to the NFC Championship game two years in a row. What were they missing? They were missing a big play receiver. So they went out and got Terrell Owens from the San Francisco 49ers, and they made it to the Super Bowl in that third straight trip to the NFC Championship game. They didn't win against the New England Patriots in that Super Bowl, but they got what they were missing the year before to get them to the Super Bowl. So you expect them maybe to be thinking along those lines I do. going forward. Okay. Okay, well, let's go around and get some uh, final score predictions here. Uh, Patrick Allen, how do you think it's going to play out Saturday night? 
Look, the Dolphins are really banged up. Uh, they're an explosive team. They're a dangerous team. I'm sure they'll have some tricks up their sleeves as well. But there's a reason why the Chiefs beat them 21 to 14 over in Germany earlier this year when the Dolphins defense was was much more formidable. They're they're missing a ton of guys. They're missing their starting center. That's going to that's going to impact them coming into a place like Arrowhead in the playoffs. Remember, the Chiefs were up 21 to nothing against these guys at halftime earlier this year. Uh, and I think they pulled back a little bit after that. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to win this one. I think it'll be close because the Dolphins are a quality team and the Chiefs have had some struggles. But I look for the Chiefs to have a few tricks up their sleeve on offense, but particularly on defense. I look for Kansas City to win, let's say, 24-21 in this one. Okay, 24-21 is the first prediction here from Patrick Allen. Al Wallace, how do you see it? I see the Chiefs winning this game 21-14. Low-scoring game. Maybe the Dolphins can score more than 14 points, but basically more than, no more than 17. Dolphins have made one big mistake, and that big mistake was losing last week at home against Buffalo. Hmm. They win that game, they're playing at home. They lost that game, they're playing in Kansas City, where it will be single-digit temperatures. Chiefs, 21-14. Okay, Greg, how do you see it? I see the Chiefs winning 20-10, to 10, and I'm looking at trends. How is Miami coming into this game? They're literally limping into this game because of injuries. Tyreek Hill is not at 100% because of that high ankle sprain he suffered nearly five weeks ago. And the Dolphins have struggled in the second half of each of the last two games that they uh, they that they really needed to win. They're 1-5 against teams with winning records this year. I see the Chiefs winning 20-10. to 10. Interesting. I just checked Sports Illustrated its prediction yesterday on this game and I got to tell you it was pretty much split so we got three votes in favor of the, of the Chiefs from our panel but other national experts are seeing it a little bit differently Greg well it and I I could see but again uh there Tua is, has never come into conditions like he will be this weekend and uh, I think that also plays into the Chiefs favor okay one more quick question we're uh, first game of the playoffs here Al Wallace do you see this team making a Super Bowl run presuming they win Saturday night? No, I do not. Uh, I said the same thing, though, last year. <laughs> okay. uh, I didn't see him winning the Super Bowl four years ago. They've won two of the last four. Um, this Chiefs football team uh, has some issues, and I think within the next three weeks, they're going to send this team home free Super Bowl. Patrick, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree. I, they've got some fatal flaws that if they creep back up, then it's going to send them home because they're not going to be able to overcome them in the way with explosiveness in the ways that they have in the past. But I wouldn't sleep on this team making a run because a lot of their issues, not all of them, but a lot of them are execution issues, yeah. penalties, dropped passes and things like that. So um, if they button it up, they just got to win a few games here. I think they can make it to the Super Bowl, but it might be hard to win it. You know, I agree with that completely. You know, every expert I'm coming across, Greg Eklund says it's going to be 49ers Ravens in the Super Bowl. Do you see that uh, having a Chiefs flavor to it or not? Uh, I do not. Yeah. Okay. Six weeks ago, I would have said yes, but uh, uh, some of those flaws have come to light in the last month or so. Okay. That's Greg Eklund, a KCR sports contributor. I also want to thank Al Wallace, uh, formerly of Fox 4, Patrick. Rick Allen, co-host of the Arrowhead Addict Podcast. Gentlemen, thank you all very much for the good insights. Much appreciated. You're welcome. Thank you. We'll be right back.
Now we all know it's going to be so brutally cold out at the stadium Saturday night, so some of us might wonder who in their right minds might voluntarily subject themselves to the elements like this. With us now are two diehard fans making the trek out to Arrowhead. Will Rush is a season ticket holder going to the game and tailgating as well on Saturday. Will, good to have you. Thanks for coming in. All right, thanks for having me. Corey Hall is going to the game as well. Corey, good morning to you. Good morning. So, Will, how long have you been going to Kansas City Chiefs games, and how did you become a fan? You're wearing your your bright red sort of vintage yes, Chiefs jersey there, yeah. So, how long have you been a Chiefs fan? Uh, my whole life. I'm 30 years old. Uh, my parents have had season tickets for like 35 years. Wow. So, going to games with them growing up, and then when I graduated uh, college and moved back here in 2016, I've been a Season ticket holder ever since. Are you, are you hesitating at all about going out there Saturday night? Not one bit. Not I one wanted, bit. I wanted it to be colder. Really? Yes. Because? It's any advantage for the Chiefs to win. You know, I've been looking at Miami's weather all week, 75 and sunny. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> so it doesn't bother you in the least. You're ready to go. I mean, I'll be cold. I'm yeah. not going to lie. But, you know, anything that helps the Chiefs win, I'm there for it. What do you think is going to help the Chiefs if, if it's so cold? I mean, those boys from Miami. They just keep, they're not they used to it. Yeah, they're not used to it. Yeah. We all know to, Tua has never won under 40 degrees. The quarterback for the, are, for the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Dolphins have lost their last 10 games under 40 degrees. Yeah, I've read that. I love yeah. it. Yeah. What about you, Corey? You've been a season ticket holder for what? Something like 20 years, right? Yes. I came back home from college, and that was one of the first things I did was get some season tickets. So I've been a season ticket holder since 2001. Wow. So this will be, what, the coldest game you've ever been to in your life probably, right? That is for sure. I've been to some cold ones. I've enjoyed it, put my laters on. Uh, get my cardboard, all that good stuff. But, yeah, this is going to be a cold one. Are, are you hesitating at all in the back of your mind about heading out there? Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you know, I put it out there to say I had some tickets for sale, but, you know, no bite. So, hey, suck it up, man up, and let's go. Is there any chance you you might get to halftime and then sort of reconsider your decision to stick it out? <laughs> Maybe. You know, they have a little secret. <laughs> where they got some heat over by the elevators. I might go grab a little heat here and there. But, you know, we'll see. You know, once upon a time in the earlier portion of my life, I'm from Minnesota. I went out and saw the Vikings play the Los Angeles Rams back in the day for the NFL championship at the old Bloomington Stadium Mm -hmm. up there. And it was 5, 10 degrees below zero at kickoff. And I got to tell you, I was dying out there. (laughs) I ran out to the car. I'm a Minnesota kid. I ran out to the car at halftime, turned the heat on, tried to get a little something going. And uh, it's going to be something, just so you know, Will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How, How are you? preparing how are you getting ready to head out there um well our tequila gators bus gets out there uh at 11 a.m um i think the 11 you're going out there at 11 o'clock in the morning yeah so it's going to be a 12 13 hour ordeal for you probably yeah um well yeah we'll probably get home around midnight 1 a.m something like that because we stay in the parking lot afterwards hopefully smoke some victory cigars and yeah. uh but yeah um who are you going with like who's who's the group you're going my with? Whole family, your whole family uh kelly yeah. family my mom's side uh we've all been tailgating together for they've been doing it for longer than i've been alive yeah. so uh this is our fourth bus that we've had this one's now like uh like a repurposed bread truck yeah so we got uh <laughs> hand warmers on deck cardboard 
um, layers on layers and uh, full crockpots of warm food. I imagine you've been talking to your family all week, mm-hmm. game uh, game uh, planning for how what you're going to wear and how you're going to wear it out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. What are you going to wear? What, what is your, your game plan here? Um, long johns, couple k- pairs of pants, uh, you know, I'm I'm more layers over puff. Yeah, no, I get that. So I yeah, totally. That's uh, smart. Probably three or four layers. Uh, and then I've got my special sequence playoff jacket. I only bust it f- out for the postseason. So. A sequence playoff jacket. Yeah. Tell me about that. Where'd you get that? Uh, my mom got it for me for Christmas. Um, and its first playoff run was the 1920 season when when they won it. Wow. So it's good luck. Wow. Yeah. And what's the nickname of your bus you're taking out there? Uh, the Tequila Gators. Tequila Gators. Okay. Yeah. So but that's, they, that's, there might be also a liquid blanket going on. Well, I was going to say the experts are saying you shouldn't be drinking too much in temperatures no. like this. Is that going to affect your thinking at all or not? <laughs> I gather no not. No comment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Corey? How are you game, uh, game strategizing what you're going to wear out there? Uh, well, tailgating is not in my future. Um, I will make sure I leave the house close enough time to get through the gates and get to the parking lot and get inside uh, for the kickoff. Um, I'm definitely going to do my layers, my long johns and layers. Um, I'm a layer girl. I can get on about four at the most. So we're going to put those layers on. I got my hand warmers. I got my blankets. I have cheese coats for um seasons that's what i call it so i have my thinner cheese code and it gets thicker and thicker so i'm going to put on all three of those um my cheese gloves my cheese hat i'm ready are you going out there by yourself Corey? Or are you going out there with friends well i'm actually going out with friends uh my boyfriend's going with me i do have a couple extra seats if anybody's interested <laughs> <laughs> but what good thing is my season ticket holder area like all of us have been season ticket holders for uh, 10, 15, 20 years. And so we're kind of like a little family. I've even watched some of the kids grow up and things like that. And so it's pretty amazing when we get out there, we're excited to see each other and we have a good time just in our section. And, you know, we're right by the tunnel. I'm going to miss the fire because we definitely need the fire this year yeah. for the uh, for the intro. But, you know, it's it's usually warm with the fire, but we have a good time. Our section is amazing. I love my section. Shout out to Section 111. <laughs> Corey, do you think Will is crazy for going out there at 11 o'clock in the morning on Saturday to tailgate in weather like this? I'm not going to call him crazy because I'm a diehard Chiefs fan, and I understand. I really do. But it's just you pick your battles, and that's not going to be my battle tomorrow, <laughs> uh, tomorrow night. You're invited. (laughs) Well, I got to ask you, you had this fourth generation bus you just were talking about. And I understand you wrap uh, your tent with Velcroed walls and you find a way to pump heat into that tent Mm -hmm. during your tailgate time. So it's not like you're going to be standing out in the elements the whole time. You've got this whole thing figured out. Yeah, yeah. Um, Over 30 years, my aunts and uncles have pretty much and my parents have Figured it all out. We've seen it all at this point. So yeah. yeah. What kind of heater do you have to pump heat in oh, there? I don't even. It's a pretty nice one though. Um, uh, it kind of looks like a jet engine almost, really? and it like shoots the uh, hot air into there. Yeah. So. How many folks are you going to be with in your family when you head out there? Uh, forty, fifty. No kidding. Like that. that many. My mom's one of ten. 
So Wow, wow, that's <laughs> amazing. Well, just a few minutes ago, we asked our Chiefs experts, uh, folks who have spent years covering the team, what their predictions are for the big game tomorrow. Now, I want to hear predictions from the diehard fans who are going to watch them, obviously, in this incredibly brutal weather. Corey, what's your final score prediction for the game tomorrow night? Oh, definitely the Chiefs. I'm so ready for them to whoop up on Tyreek. I'm happy it's here, and I'm going to say 21-14 Chiefs. That's exactly what uh, L. Wallace predicted. Why, why do you want the team to whoop up on uh, Tyreek Hill? Man, I, I'm, I'm, I want them to throw the peace sign or deuces, whatever <laughs> he wants to call it. I want them to throw it at him. That's oh. what I want them to do. Will, how do you see it? Uh, I think 23 to 10. I think uh, the Dolphins will score 10 points quick. Mm-hmm. And then we will shut them down. It seems to be the Chiefs defense MO over the past couple weeks. Just give up like two scoring drives early and then shut the team down for the rest of the so game. So if they score early, you're yeah. not going to be too panicked about nope. it. That and then a bunch like. of hair. Man, I was there during the Texans 24-0 game. I wasn't nervous then. I won't be nervous now. But, yeah, I think Harrison Butker field goals will win us the game. Do you really realistically expect this team to go to the Super Bowl this year? You're, you're hesitating. I, I'll, yeah. I'll know better after this game. Uh, really, the only team that scares me is the Ravens on the AFC side. But yeah. Bills, we could have won that game. You know, already beat the Dolphins. Every you know. expert in the country is saying the Ravens are going to the Super Bowl from the AFC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Corey, how do you see it coming out? Um, I have my, my doubts, but like I said, I'm a diehard Chiefs fan, so – I'm always going to root for them no matter what. I've been out there in the good, the bad, and the ugly, and that's where I'm going to stay. Do you think they're going to the Super Bowl this year? I hope so. That's where I'm going to leave it. There you go. There you go. That's Corey Hall. She's going to the game on Saturday night. Will Rush, a season ticket holder, going to the game with 40 members of his family. He'll be tailgating starting at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. I'll be praying for both you, both your, your family and Corey. Good luck uh, hanging in there out there, okay? All righty. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs, guys. You bet. Up to Date is a production of KCUR 89.3. The program is produced by Zach Wilson, Elizabeth Ruiz, Claudia Brancart, and Hallie Jackson. Our intern is Elizabeth Erb. Paul Nakatura is our announcer and engineer. The theme music was composed by the great Bobby Watson. I'm Steve Kraske. Thanks for listening.